0: Can we clap our hands to the Lord and lift up our voice today? Come on. God, there's no other name, Lord Jesus. God, I'm thankful, Lord, that I know that name. God, I'm thankful for our relationship with you today. Amen, amen. Cross, I always shake somebody's hand welcome them out today. make your way back to your seat. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer today. We'll take all prayer requests, but that's an uplifting of hands. Amen. How many knows that God knows exactly what you're in need of today? If we'll vocalize, if we'll just let him know what we need, I believe he's come with the answer that you're in need of today, the solution, the results. Amen. Let's go before the Lord boldly today. Lord, we love you. We praise you, we worship you, we honor you, we thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all your many blessings, God. Thank you, Lord God, for bringing us together today, Lord, one mind and one accord. God, thank you, Lord Jesus, Lord God, for your love, Lord, that never fails. Thank you, Lord, for the blood that was shed on Calvary, Lord God, that we can come to a place of repentance, Lord God, like Brother Ty ministered on this morning, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, you search our hearts, our minds, and our souls, God, Lord, Him ever wait. God, every sin, Lord, he's beset us today, God. Lord, let us focus on you, God, not reaching behind us, God, but pressing forwards, Lord Jesus, to that true mark. Lord, I pray, Lord God, you'd bind us together today, Lord Jesus, as we praise you, as we worship you, as we honor you today, God. I know, Lord, your heart, Lord God, is in the habit of praise of your people. God, we invite you to do that today, Lord Jesus. God, you would dwell in this place, God, as we offer up a sacrifice, a praise and worship, Lord Jesus. God, we love you, Lord. Anoint our musicians and our singers as they usher us into that place, God. Lord, where heaven and earth can collide, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, you touch every prayer request, God. You saw every hand that was lifted, God. You know every need that's in this house today, from the biggest to the smallest, Lord God. You care for them. God, you love us, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, you minister today, Lord, to our our hearts, our minds, our souls. Give us direction, Lord God. Open our hearts to you, God. Lord, help us, Lord God, to put down, Lord God, every distraction, every issue. Lord God, anything that would come between you and me, God, to remove it. God, and help us, Lord God, to bask in your presence. Lord, in your anointing, God, you are all, all powerful. God, and almighty in this place, Lord God, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we love you. Can we lift our hands all across this place? and Just surrender our own selves over to Jesus right now. Come on, surrender every worry, surrender every problem, every issue. Come on, we're not worried about tomorrow. We're not worried about this work week. We're not worried about the trials. God, we'll we hand those over to you today, God. Lord, all we want to do is bask in your presence, God. We surrender ourselves over to you. Lord, we want more of you, Jesus, more of your presence, more of your anointing. God, we just want to touch from heaven today, Lord God, to hear your voice, God, to be led by you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Can we clap our hands, lift up our voices? Come on, as we honor the presence of God that's in this place today. Come on, he is here today. Lord, we love you, Jesus. God, we praise you, Lord, and we honor you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. It's important that we realize the presence of God when it flows into this place, that we honor it the way it should be honored. Amen, amen. You can be seated just for a moment. The ushers begin to make their way up today. We do have ladies' Bible study and prayer tomorrow, every Monday at 1030. We have women's prayer this Tuesday, May 17th at 6 o'clock, and worship and word this Wednesday at 7. Make sure you come out and enjoy this time Amen. Grab that offering in your hand today. We're going to ask the Lord to touch it and to bless it. Lord, we love you. We praise you, God. Thank you, Lord God, for the provision you've given us, God. I pray, Lord, you touch today, God, both the gift and the giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and march up your offering today. Praise and worship with our worship team.
1: We lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus.
2: continue to praise Him today.
3: Come on, lift up the name of Jesus.
2: I believe sometimes the songs we sing, some of the words we say, if we just really stop and think about them, how that He's always there. When we're going through something, when we're Seeking the Lord, and sometimes we're not getting the answers. It's hard to realize He's right there, He's right beside you. He's never left you, He's never forsaken you. Come on, and He never will. That's the great thing about it He never will, no matter what it is. He'll never leave you and never forsake you. How many love to worship the name of Jesus? How many love to lift up the name of Jesus? Oh, come on. We lift up the name of Jesus. How do we lift up the name of Jesus? From our heart, knowing what he's done, knowing what he's doing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate what I feel in the house of the Lord here this morning. You can go back to your seats if you want to. Told Brother Ty he probably could have just went on and preached my message today because it actually goes hand in hand. I've got this thing in my Bible. You could be seated. And every time, look at it, every time I look at it, I've got this little note, it's a little saying. Every time I read it, it makes me think of Natalie Morgan. I can't help it. I'm sorry. It's, Dear Lord, so far today, I've done all right. You've heard me read it before. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been greedy or grumpy, nasty or selfish. I'm feeling good. About myself. But, Lord, in a few minutes I'm going to get out of bed. And from that point on, I'm going to need a lot more help. (laughs) But, you know, honestly, that's the way I feel sometimes. Amen. In the safe and security of your bed, you can say, Lord, I've got to get up here and face. Some things, and Brother Ty today did a great job at our Sunday school class today. Yes, amen. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm harboring feelings. I'm dealing with stuff. I am. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I think we all do. We all harbor things and hurts, And but uh, I don't give up on God. I don't quit serving the Lord, and I don't, amen, let the devil know that he's one. That's what happens sometimes when we throw in the towel. Uh, Romans chapter 13, uh, today, I want to, I was informed today, how many noticed my sister and her husband has been with us now four Sundays, woo <laughs> around here we call that locked in. Romans chapter 13, picking up at verse number 11. Romans chapter 13, picking up at verse number 11. And that knowing the time, somebody say knowing, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. Let me understand what that's saying. Time is past traveling. Night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Verse 13, let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness and chambering and wantonness, not in strife nor in envying, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not, somebody say not, not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Amen. I want to just draw from verse number 11 today. I'm like Brother Ty, I wrestled with this for a couple of days and even last night, last evening, was going to pin it out. Got, got, you know, just to myself and said, Lord, let me just double check and make sure this is what you want for tomorrow. And uh, left and come on out and uh, just kind of waited till today, this morning. And uh, the Lord just wouldn't leave this alone. Verse number 11, and that now it is high time to awake. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, and knowing. The time. Come on, say it loud. Knowing, knowing the time. Thank you. You can be seated. I want to use this practical point here this morning because you young people, some that's a uh, it's graduation time. Graduation times, and uh, that means there's. Pieces of paper being given out, diplomas. Now, I don't know if you're like me, looking back on my high school years, uh, I now question whether I earned it. I got the paper. I got the diploma. But uh, especially when it comes to spelling nowadays, I question myself whether I really earned that diploma. Thank God for spell check. Thank God for dictionaries. Thank God that I can ask on my phone, what does this mean? But it's that time of year. And in saying that, it's not the diploma that you get, that you get to put on your wall or on your desk. It's the little one you carry around in your billfold that enables you to, uh, you know, make a good living, get a good job, make a good living. But it's the ability I want you to think about this. It's the ability to put into practice what was learned that makes a difference. We've got to take what we've learned. We've got to take what we know and exercise it. Piece of paper won't do nothing, but we have to take the things that we have learned and take them into life to make it worth doing. And now, If you think about it, the same applies to all of us who hears the Word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can come to church, like Brother Ty said, we can can fill a pew. We can put on the act. We can get the piece of paper, if you will, that we are members and we are a part of something. But what it comes down to is when the Word of God is sent forth, when the Word of God, amen, is given, when the message is preached, what is it that we're going to do with it? Amen. How practical are we going to take that into life outside these four walls? Because it's all of us who hear. So, and we know this process. Knowing, look at your neighbor, knowing is knowledge. Knowledge. Part of the word, knowledge, know. Knowing is knowledge. Knowledge is what? Power. When you have knowledge of something, you have power over it. Now, I want to stop right there and let the devil know. We have knowledge of who he is and what he is. He is the father of all lies. He is the tempter. He is the accuser of the brethren. Amen. That's what he is. And by us having knowledge and knowing, it gives us power over him. I've read the back of the book. I know where he's headed. He's headed for torment. My Bible says forever. I don't know if you looked into that, but that's... Knowledge is power. (coughs) But on a day-to-day basis, he kind of weasels in and works on our mind and calls us maybe to say or do things that maybe we shouldn't. That's just what he's always been about and what he always will be about to thwart God's Word. He lied in the garden, and he'll lie till the day he gets thrown into the pit where he's going to be tormented forever. Somebody shout, Forever. I love letting the devil know sometimes, especially when he gets the big head and thinks he's doing something. I've learned in the church when people start having all kinds of problems and things start happening, the devil gets his foot in the door, amen, causes all kinds of havoc. I've learned, you know what, how to fight that, how to combat that is to remind him who he is and where he's headed. Come on, we've got to step up, church, and let the devil know. uh, Amen. It may look like he's in control. It may look like chaos all around. That's what he is. He's the prince and power of the air. He has some dominion on this earth. But that's it. That's it. It's only when we succumb and only when we allow it. He'll whisper those sweet nothings into your ear. And that's just exactly what they are, nothings. Because he can't go nowhere, and he can't do anything. Look how the prophet wrote about him. Look how the prophet spoke about him. He said that he's got to lift himself up above the clouds. He's got to lift himself up. He's got to put himself on the throne. That's what the devil's goal is. So, it's important for us to understand knowing is knowledge, and knowledge is power. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, look at this, because Paul says it well. (laughs) 2 Corinthians 6, 1 and 2. We then, somebody say me, as workers together... With him, somebody say, Jesus, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. It's not worthless to me. The grace of God is very important. For he saith, I have heard, I have heard thee in time, in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation, and I have secured, secured, meaning give assistance in the time of your distress. I have secured thee and behold now is the accepted time and now is the day of salvation. When we know what we're surrounded by, when we see amen that the stress is everywhere, we've got to go back to the word of God and realize I heard thee. We've got to cry out. We've got to pray. We've got to let God know. Hey listen, I'm in distress. I need your help. Amen. I don't need I don't need the psychiatrist. I don't need the lawyer. I don't need the doctor right now. What I need is you, Lord, to help me in my distress. All these other things are temporary. I tell myself all the time, taking stupid medication, this is just temporary. This ain't permanent. This is just temporary. Because I hate it. Sometimes the devil smiles at us because we speak out like that. But that's okay. Because here Paul said it well. And simply put, there comes a time in every person's life when we must choose whether we're going to serve or reject God. we got to choose on a daily basis whether we're going to Serve the Lord or reject Him. There's people in the sound of my voice right now, amen, playing God games and mind games with God. We've got this worked out. God loves me, so this is all right. That is not true. That's a lie from the devil. Because anything that pulls you away from God, God wants to be there in your distress for you, and He can't do that for you when you detach yourself. Hello, the body of Christ. Can't pull your arm off and lay in another room and say, oh, it's going to be all right. It's detached. Now get this, because no one else can make your decision. I can preach, the ministry can preach, we can preach about forgiveness all, I mean, until we turn blue in the face. We can talk about our faults and we can talk about our failures and we can talk about the goodness and the grace of God, but what good is that if we're not going to make the decision to do something about it? Come on. God's speaking to us. Let me tell you something. You don't hear this in every church, you don't hear this hardly at all anywhere today. God speaking through tongues. Why? Because the gifts should be in operation. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there should be a liberty to operate in that spirit. And when you find yourself bound, constricted, then you got to step back and say, Listen, the spirit that's in me, I need to get set free. Because these things are keeping me. I have to make the conscience decision. Now there's, you know, it's only a certain amount of time. And I got some great news this week. Which confirms what I've known for quite a while. With myself first. America's tension span. Has gotten shorter. It went from twelve seconds to eight. That's that's awesome. Oh no, you're laughing. That means we gotta have shorter messages. That means we gotta have a, a, a shorter pause in between statements. Sad. Our attention span has gotten shorter. I even heard that life expectancy, with all that we have going on, has even diminished a little. I think, what is it, from 78 years to 76 or 74 now? Tell me that we don't see the signs of the Word of God. Because the Bible says in the last days, you know what's going to happen? Men's hearts, and I, I guess I'm in a testimony to that. Since December, men's hearts going to fail. My, my chest is starting to itch, so I think it's trying to heal. No, these things that we know. There's all kinds of examples throughout the Word of God uh, uh, about this kind of feeling. Moses, when he he, he cried out to those, I. I Idol worshipers, what'd he say? Who's on the Lord's side? That was his statement. Who's on the Lord's side? Read it, Exodus 32, 26. Joshua, his farewell address, he commanded, Choose you this day who you will serve. Joshua 24, 15. Elijah challenged those wishy-washy so-called people of God of Israel. What'd he do? He challenged them. And he says, listen, if God's God, follow him. If Baal's God, follow him. What he said. First Kings 18. Listen. What I'm saying today is, and what I feel like the Spirit of the Lord is wake up. Church, open your eyes. Someone asked me this week, you know, why is things happening like they're happening? And people are, listen, look at the Word of God. In the last days, people will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Look across the street. The parking lot is full at the golf course. I mean completely full. That tells me my wife said it the best. That tells me it's not just them. But I guarantee you, these men or these people are not carrying their kids to church. we We love our time. Come on, I can prove it. Look at your Facebook message. We love our time more than God. We had prayer meeting yesterday, seven of us here. Men. Men. Seven of us. There'll be a prayer meeting, amen, Tuesday. How many is going to show up? We're busy, but we'll go to things that pleasure us. We'll go to things that we enjoy. We should enjoy prayer. We should enjoy church. If you're listening to me, amen, by by way of, listen, you ought to enjoy church. Well, you know, Bishop, you know, I got, no, I don't know. Because I don't feel that spirit in my spirit. I've got to have this. Not because I've got to have it to survive. I've got to have it because I love the Lord and I want to please Him more than somebody else. If you're staying at home because of a spouse, shame on you. If you're staying at home because you have hard feelings, shame on you. God forgave it, went to a cross and died for us before we was ever eligible. And the question, right, will we ever be eligible? No. We're sinners saved by His grace, by His love. And when the message, when the Word of God comes forth, my God, we got Christians walking around, so-called Christians, walking around saying things that's not Scripture, not biblical, spewing out things that are deceptive to other people. And we're supposed to stop and we're supposed to step aside and not dwell with it or not deal with it or not say anything about it. It's just not true. Because here's what happens. Truth brings about Conviction. It will. I'll show you here. Truth will bring that about. We've got to open our eyes and we've got to be awake. We've got to be filled with the Spirit. And we've got to be, remain looking around. Can I say this to some of you? All you're about you. Stop focusing on yours, you and yours, and open your eyes and lift your, look around. Because there's more than just you and yours. you Jesus because if I was to ask the question do you personally see the scriptures that you're supposed to know do you personally see them fulfilled because some of you I've said this a thousand times probably from this pulpit still doing the same thing you have for years Still acting the same way, still dressed in the same way, still talking the same way as you have for years, and and your only way out is well, I'm not convicted by it. You should be convicted by it. The word of God should bring about conviction. Why? Because truth sets that apart. If we don't know the word of God, guess what? We're not going to be convicted, and we're going to dance around it. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 through 53. Because Apostle Paul reveals an end-time mystery to the church there at Corinth. Here's what he said. He said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall. Somebody say we will. We shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that's why we need to quit playing these games. Because it's going to happen so fast, you're not going to have time to fix it. You can't change it. That's why we got to be careful how we preach grace and how we preach mercy because some people will just tread on it and stay on that treadmill and never get past it, and they're going to wait too long, and it's going to happen so fast, they're not going to be able to fix it. When you keep on sinning, it's not ignorance. It's willful ignorance. When you keep on doing the same thing when the messages are teaching and preaching to you and you've been convicted in times past what
1: happened?
2: He said in the moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trump shall sound it will sound, shall sound and the dead shall be Raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For the corruptible must put on incorruption, and the mortal must put on immortality. Somebody say it'll happen instantly. I mean, not even a blink of an eye. You know, the older you get, the more you realize. When I was young, you take chances, you do stuff, you think you got... You got time. As you get older, you begin to realize, listen, this last mile of life is far more important than the first few. But in reality, how you start has a lot to do with how you end. Like Brother Ty said, because it's everything in the middle. You know, it's set at funerals. You got two dates when you go To the cemetery, you see the birth date, born, and the death date. But the most important thing is that little dash in between. I mean, how true is that? Because that's the whole life. That's everything. It's not just the birth date or the death date. We can preach Acts 2.38 all we want to. But if we're not going to live it, what good is it? Because it's a spiritual thing. It's not just tongues as an experience. You can come to church and speak in tongues and make people think that you're spiritual. That don't make you spiritual. You can speak in tongues all day. That don't make you spiritual. That, oh, Jesus, help me. In some cases, I'm gonna tell somebody something, because you speak in tongues so much. I hope that you're I hope that you're trying to interfere. And intercede for somebody. Because if all you do is speak in tongues, all you're doing is edifying you. Just means you need it a lot. Oh, Lord. I'm not against it. I'm just saying that's tongue edifies self. Unless we're interceding. Luke chapter 21. I'm going to close. you know what time it is do you know the time that we're living i'm not talking about clock time some of you young people that's taking chances and playing games and doing things listen you think well i'll you know graduate i got a couple years left i got this no I wish I could put the fear of God in you like it was put in me when I was young. I remember laying and listening to my dad here in Alexander Scorby read the Bible to him because he had a fifth grade education, couldn't read. And I would hear what this guy would be reading in the Bible, and I would lay there and think, my God, I want to, Lord, don't come back until I drive. I want to drive. That's the carnal mind. I want to drive. I want to, you know, ladies, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to have these things. Listen, our agenda is not going to stop God because you're out there in the world and you're playing these mind games. Listen, you better realize it's not going to change the coming of the Lord. He's coming back. He said he would. And if we don't look up, if we don't wake up, if we don't get ready, if we're not prepared, we'll lose out. And I don't know anything in this life that's worth that. Anything. I don't care how much the ladder of success. I don't care how much we gain. I don't care how good, how big our pocketbooks get. It is not worth our soul. Luke 21, 28. Let me say this. It just keeps coming to my mind. Be ready. Don't be petty. I'm not a poet. But just it kept coming to me. My brother told me, be ready. Don't be petty because pettiness will keep you from being ready. Being petty will keep you from being ready. And when these things begin to come to pass, read Luke because he was asked questions about the end time. And, and, but here's, I want to focus on what he said. And when these things come to pass, <laughs> There's a list of things. He said, then look up. What does that tell you? When he says look up, that means we're not paying attention. Listen, when we know the signs around us, it ought to make us tilt our head back and look up. It ought to make us be able to see because I hear this younger generation. I don't listen to the news because it gets me down. You need to listen to some news. You need to find out what the signs of the times are. You need to pay attention to what's happening in your government because your government is people, and people are in control and being led by something. I think Brother Ty said it, we're supposed to be a Christian nation, <laughs> and we have all this. When you see these things, he said, look up and lift up your heads for your What? what we should be waiting for, what we should be desiring. Our redemption is drawing nigh. Signs mean our redemption is close. How many can see some signs? I talk to worldly people all the time, people that are just caught up in the world stuff. I mean, they'll even say, I don't know the Bible, preacher. I don't know the Bible, but I can tell you this. There's something going on. You can feel some things. Well, they should if 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 we have a hunger, if we have a desire for the word of God, then guess what? That ought to draw us to Him. It ought to cause us to look into it a little deeper. Look at it. Because signs mean our redemption is getting close. Stand with me. We're fine. We don't need music. We're good. I want everybody to See this last portion because, like Brother Ty already set the stage, we know it, we hear it, but it's something that we should always keep to heart. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Because look what happened when they heard this. Now, listen, we're talking about stone cold sinners. We're talking about people that wasn't in the know. How much more should that make us think? And when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. What does that mean? We can get by all these words. It means they were affected. How can we come to church and not be affected? How can we come and sit in the presence of the Spirit of God moving, even if it's on somebody else, and not be affected? And he said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? My God, if there's ever anything, church, we need to be praying about, we need to pr- be praying about conviction. Because truth generates conviction. What should I do? Because he stated the truth. What had just happened. Verse 38. And here's Peter's response in our lesson today. He said, repent. Repent. Listen, if anybody ought to know, the church of the living God ought to know that when we cross lines and we do things, we need to ask for forgiveness. He's faithful to forgive. Whether somebody else does or not. He's faithful to forgive. Get that if you're listening. He's faithful to forgive. He is. And we should be what He is. We should be representative of what He is. He's faithful to forgive. Repent and be baptized. Everybody, every one of you. Listen, the Lord's colorblind. The Lord's generational blind. Come on, it don't matter. It don't matter about your background. He's blind about that. He don't care what your upbringing was. He don't care about your certificate. He don't care where you come from, what you're made of. Everybody should be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission. Everybody should be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Like he said this morning, when we get this junk out, when we know, it changes everything. Because truth always generates conviction. Would you bow your heads all over this place? (laughs) Let's just find out how much truth is being generated today. Come on, there ought to be conviction right now. I'm not just talking about stole cold sitters. I'm talking about us religious folks. We think we got it together. We think we have it all worked out. Peter just outlined it simply. He said, repent, turn from, be sincere, be baptized, be buried in a watery grave. He said, because when you get things right, when truth prevails, you'll receive the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will come in. In other words, what is it saying? It completes the message today. Know the time. When there used to be, some, listen to me, when there used to be revivals, when there used to be an outpouring of the Spirit, when people used to run to the church, where's it at today? Those right there ought to be some signs of where we're living. I said it Wednesday night. I'll say it again. We can't have four or five night revivals because you won't show up. We can't have revivals because we're not working for our regular services, let alone something special. What does God think about how I feel and what I think? Does Does he love that language you're spewing out? Come on. You can't bless God and curse God and curse people. Come on you, curse me, you're cursing God. I'm His child, I'm His. I was raised, buddy. Somebody cussed us, my daddy would flare up. God flares up, He pays attention. Knowledge is power, knowledge and knowing. We should know the times because, church friend, let me tell you, there is all. Kinds of signs in our midst. Come on, find you a place to pray. I don't care where you are. You don't have to come, for it. find you a place to pray. Come on, ask God. If God, the, the Word of God, tell if we'll just humble ourselves. Come on, not be all proud and all puffy. Act like we don't have to. And I don't want you to, like. Sorry, I don't. It ain't cause I say it, but because the messenger. The messenger for God. His word ought to convict us. The desire to please God ought to convict us. It ought to keep us from doing some of the things that we're doing. I don't care how long you've been doing it. You can't please God and be worldly. You can't look like the world and be like the world and please God. It's impossible. That's the word of God. That's just as powerful as Acts 237 and 238 I just read to you. We're full of vanity. We think we have to have everything the way we want it. We're all every one of us, we're all guilty. I tell the Lord all the time, Lord, I need your help to overcome some things. (coughs) It's when they get to the extreme to where it affects your walk with God. And you can put on the world and not put on Christ. It's affected you. Come on. When we can speak the language of the world. And not the language of the Word of God. It means we haven't hid it in our heart that we might not sin against Him. Come on, take some time to pray. Take some time to pray. Come on, let's let's repent, Church. Let's repent. Let's ask God. God, pour out. I want to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Come on, I'm past. I'm past trying to get better myself. I'm beyond that, Lord. I want to see other. I want to see the Holy Ghost poured out. I'm beyond, God, the things, Lord, the chaos in my life, Lord. Let me see souls baptized. Because the enemy's convinced us they're surely not going to die. The same lie he said in the garden, they will. When you're separated from God, when there's a wedge there, it's the type of death. Come on. While you have breath, while you have the chance, while you have the opportunity, while we can. Come on. Let's ask God to heal us and heal our land. I don't care what I hear. I don't care what I see. It may be chaos. It may Listen, we can pray. We can pray. We can pray. God, change this. God, turn this around. God, extend grace to us. Send mercy to us, Lord. Let us rise up as a nation. Come on, let us fast and pray. Let's put on ash, ashes and cloth. Let us just say, hey, Lord, I want to get your attention. It's worked before. Yeah, there's signs all around us that it doesn't mean God. He cannot change the timetable. He sure can. His word says so except for the elect's sake. Think about it. Come on, let's pray.